Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of TR Clubhouse. Quick disclaimer, this episode was recorded before the whole COVID-19 situation, so any events or dates have already been canceled. But if you're still interested in this club, listen in to hear their socials so you can get some direct contact with them for any remote work you can do this semester or for what they're going to be doing for next semester. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to our clubhouse on TitanRadio.org. My name is Xavier, and we have two wonderful guests with us here today. Would you all like to introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, my name is Patrick. Do we say our full names? or If you want. Just I mean. keep it uh, semi-anonymous. Uh, I'm Patrick Henning. Uh, I'm a former president of the Philosophy Club, and that's all I'll say about me for now. Yeah, and I'm Renee Ramirez, and I'm the current president of Philosophy Club. Hey, yeah. y'all both philosophy majors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, Renee's. Is I'm, it a minor no, or I'm, a double major? It's a minor in women and gender studies. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I, I'm also a computer science major. Ooh, that's I. I was a CS minor for a while. That was, okay, I dropped that very quickly. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's not a. Uh, it's not for people that don't hate themselves enough to keep <laughs> trying to do it. So what is Philosophy Club? Do you want to do current versus... I don't know what it used I'll, to be. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you take this one for now. And then... Okay. So right now, since we got started really late, we're basically trying to do everything that's not throwing philosophy at someone and being like super dogmatic about having conversations about philosophy. Um like historically, learning philosophy is basically someone reading, making you read a book and then talking about it and then telling you you're wrong and then making you read it again and then saying this is the correct way to read stuff. Um, so currently, we're pretty much just doing social events, um, going out drinking, uh, watching movies, and then, I guess, talking pretty much. And then like multiple meetings when we can and then just doing events that we pl- actually plan. Otherwise, it's just hanging out. That's nice. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, the the what the club ends up being a lot of the time is something that uh, can provide a certain amount of community for people. Um, there is philosophical conversation that goes on, but it, it's tough for it to be like super rigorous because people have a bunch of other stuff going on the, in their lives as students. So like there's not going to be a ton of, uh, you know, reading and research going on that people will do like just for the club. So um, the the through line for the philosophy club, I feel like ends up being just uh, people with a certain kind of temperament uh, who are like open minded and, and curious um, and just enjoy like learning and thinking in general um, and you know, so so we all kind of get along with each other uh, for that reason. Seems like just the shared love of philosophy is bringing you all together as a community that goes out and does other things. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, not even not even necessarily like a love of philosophy in the sense of like people who are super into philosophy outside of the club, because um, those are the uncomfortable people. Sure. Uh, I'm, that's <laughs> well, <right out> there. <laughs> I mean, yes, but but also because it, it ends up um, there ends up being a fair amount of interest from people who are 
who don't know anything about philosophy, um, but are, you know, are still just, uh, curious people. And, uh, uh, so it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case that you're like a philosophy nerd or something. Um, yeah. So yeah, what would you say the main goal is of philosophy club? So I would think at least this time, um, like going into philosophy is something that's super alienating for sure. Like you are meant to be adversarial like all the time. You're supposed to read something like construct an argument, tear it down and then rebuild it. And then like, but that translates to classroom like tension. You're in a classroom and someone's arguing with you and then you want to fight them like in and out of philosophy, you know, like so. And then it's because it's usually done in a solitary environment, I think it's kind of hard to do in a social way. And I think having the community first and then establishing like philosophical relations outside of that is like the better way to be. And that's really like, most interesting work is done. Um, so creating it, yeah, creating a community for people with similar interests is probably the better way to say it. So I've, I've been involved with the club for several years. The president of the club's description of it at the time when I joined, uh, I remember them telling me that, you know, it was just kind of meant to be like the island of misfit toys from a, uh, is it Rudolph? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So uh, because it, it's, you know, a lot of people who don't necessarily have anything else that is their community, um, people who f might feel alienated in a lot of other social environments because um, what I'm going to say next is like, I feel like really easy to put in a way that sounds like shitty and snobby, <laughs> but, but I mean... Um, I'll do that again without the without the swear word. Uh, <laughs> are you you're sure? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> okay. or, or I mean, you can put a beep on it, or like a I guess. Yeah. Well, this is Titan Radio, so you put like a, a sound of an elephant. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that's what an elephant sounds like <laughs> we. You know, so I, I know in my life, right, I end up I end up in a lot of social spaces where like the thing, the kinds of conversations that I'm interested in having or like the things that I'm interested in talking about or even the style that I like to approach conversations in is like uh, not, <laughs> not doesn't fit with uh, most people around me. And so like it ends up, you know, there ends up being a, a mismatch. So. In the case of the philosophy club, you know, there's there's a uh, I, I hesitate to agree to what you said earlier that it's for like minded people. Um, I, I mean, because on the one hand, it kind of is. But on the other hand, I, it's I wouldn't want to imply that it's only for people who have the same opinions. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, uh, at the very least, you know, for people who um, are interested in like. <laughs> probably like spending more time like discussing something than like most other people are if that makes any sense um you know for for better and for worse i think it really just seems like it's a place where people who want to discuss and talk about things have a nice opportunity to do so at length and in a different headspace than you'd say most other people are going to approach a lot of things yeah, yeah. Think, you know, people would like get annoyed at even maybe the prospect of having a discussion about some of the things that we would have discussions about. Um, I have an example. And I can't blame them necessarily. But oh, like yeah, we, were, we were talking about movies like Tokyo. Was it Tokyo Drift? Like you can't yeah. analytic. You can't like analyze that as a film, but 
Danny was like hardcore on it about talking about it as like a philosophical piece of work. Mm, yeah. yeah. He's got okay. Bow Wow in it. You have um, the politics of have, Tokyo. Yeah. Drift, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the ideology of, mm-hmm. of uh, drifting. Yeah. Because you used to watch it and be like, that's just normal. Like, that makes sense. And none of it actually ever made sense. If you look at it now, it's like, okay, like they drift around each other and like they get someone's number. <laughs> and they remember this at all in the movie? Like, they're doing donuts like yeah. around a car and then she he, she gives him her number and it's like for some reason I was 15 I watched that. I was like that makes sense like that's cool and that's how you do it and then like now it's like wait if I was in a car I'd be like screaming like someone's going around me in a car and like that wouldn't make sense I'd say if, yeah. you, if you haven't seen Tokyo Drift hit pause and watch it and then once you're done then you're ready to continue with yeah. that conversation and I, actually I'd say that includes you uh, Xavier because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the sense that you haven't seen I've it I've seen mm-hmm. it it's been a long time since I've seen uh, it and okay. honestly my biggest takeaway yeah. from the movie was the theme it's that, that teriyaki mm. boy is a that's a bop yeah. still <laughs> I love that so much but I mean I, I've never I don't I don't know if any Fast and Furious movies can really be taken in that in that like that analytical light, but I'd be very interested to see how someone were to break that down and mm. make it make sense. I'd say yeah, like Philosophy Club is a is a realm where the question of should we do something, should we have a conversation just because we can, is completely uh, ignored. It, if we can have the conversation, then it will happen. You're gonna have it, yeah. yeah. So now we're going to get a little bit more into the history of Philosophy Club. How was the club created? Uh, how old is it? Do you know who made it? Or like how, how it got its legs? Or I have absolutely no clue. I just did it this year, to be honest. Like this is my first exposure was going to one meeting and then never going to another one and then being the president. And that's where I'm at now. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's very historically rooted, basically. I think Patrick would know this one, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually... I, I know slightly more than Renee, <laughs> but but it, in some ways the philosophy club is kind of like uh, 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 there's something kind of spooky about it. And that's like, you know, nobody really knows exactly where it came from. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's just kind of been yeah. there. Um, but and it has a bank account type of thing with it. Like there's an account, an for ASI it. account yeah. that has like three dollars in it. And I think uh, it's ever had more. Uh, I mean, not, yeah, not that I'm aware. Uh <laughs> But I joined the philosophy club, I think, during my sophomore year. Uh, so I don't know. So 2013 or 2014, maybe. And as far as I know, that was the first time in several years that there had been a philosophy club. And that was started by that incarnation of it was started by uh, Nick Broncasio, mm-hmm. who's like a uh, like the smartest person mm-hmm. alive and in Australia is doing like really cool graduate work in Australia related to like phenomenology. Um, so when I, I actually don't know the story behind her starting the club other than I think, you know, her just thinking that it's a thing that should exist. Um, uh, yeah, so how old is it? I mean, I think it's actually older than that, but in its current like stretch, I would say it's probably around four or five years old if I like did the math right at all. It's 2013 to now. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. What year is it? Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. So like, uh, so around six years. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. And let's hear. Oh, is it old? I Then I, I guess, yeah, the answer would be yes. <laughs> it's Somewhat. If it's at that age, it's, you know, it's in grade school. It's, mm-hmm. it's getting yes. there. Yes. Yeah, Can yeah, yeah. Can read right now? It's old enough to have like problematic opinions about <laughs> about things that you're like, like, where did they learn this? <laughs> we didn't teach this to them, but, like, they interact with so many people on a daily basis. You can't really control that. Teacher sends them home with a note, like, where did they learn this word? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Well. So since you all have been around for a good six or seven years, you've had a chance to establish yourself on campus mm-hmm. and become a bigger presence, especially within your department. Why is it so important to have a philosophy club on campus and what does it really give to the students, not just within the philosophy de- department, but to Cal State Fullerton mm-hmm. as a whole? I don't know. So <laughs> when I, I avoided it, like, at all costs for the past, like, mm. three years I was on campus. Um, You're too good for it. Not uh, It wasn't that. I think mm. it was, like, the, yeah, was <laughs> the first time there was, like, 20 people at the first meeting. And I was like, I'm never coming back. Like, too many people? There was too many or, people. Okay. And I was just, like, nervous because everyone's, like... Huh. We were going, they were listening out the types of topics people were interested in. Someone has said aesthetics and everyone's like, ah. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, I'm just going to leave. So I left after that and didn't want to, I didn't come back until it was like, they had a speaker, I think. You know, Renee, I was the person who suggested (laughs) aesthetics. (laughs) Just so you, no, I wasn't. Uh, (laughs) Someone did though. And I was like, the fact that everyone did, ah, like, yes, Mm. aesthetics, the thing I wanted to do. And it's like, I I don't know. I don't know what, I don't even know what it was. But the fact that everyone agreed on it and I was like. I'm not even like I'm a major, and everyone else there like I've never seen in classes. Mm. So I was confused. Like, who are all these posers uh-huh. pretending to like aesthetics? Yeah, like I, I just got confused. So I guess to to me, what I was doing before was too much. I guess in some aspect, which is good. I gave people topics to talk about and like within philosophy, um, but like. It also did like professional development in a lot of ways. I know like Tate was super helpful on like establishing talks from people and then like, I mean, I wasn't involved, so I don't really know what happened, but like there was a bunch of things that people actually were helping each other out in. Oh um, yeah. I mean, last year, last year we had a, an alum who's currently a lawyer, successful real life lawyer, uh, come and give a talk about um, basically giving advice for applying to and getting through uh, law school. Mm. And and he even, um, you know, offered to like personally help uh, members of the club, like if they're interested in following that path to like, you know, stay in touch with them and continue to offer like personalized yeah. advice, which is super cool. Uh, and they gave away books. I got a book. I didn't oh, know yeah, that, yeah, but yeah, I got yeah. a book. That was nice. So yeah, yeah. Like but then that. there's like grad school stuff, but no one's really focused. I mean, grad school is important, and like that's the main thing people do for philosophy is like they become a, a doctor, or a lawyer, or um, I guess <laughs> a bookstore attendant, a, like, wi- a wise man, a yeah. wise person, uh, a peyote counselor. You know? Yeah, uh, ayahuasca, uh, ayahuasca, or valet, priest, valet Parker. <laughs> um, I think I so. Uh, I, I've completely lost what we're talking about. I think it's why is it important to have a <laughs> uh, the question. Uh, I, I'm sure I sound out of my mind right now, which is great. Uh, I, I think uh, 
to me, one thing that's important about it is that a lot of a lot of the students involved, whether they are or are not philosophy undergrads, won't necessarily go on to um, do anything in the realm of like professional philosophy. They might not even go to grad school at all. Um, and so there's, in my opinion, there's uh, plenty of ways that philosophy can be relevant to someone like that. Um, it just might not look exactly like uh, everything that's in the in the higher level classes, mm. maybe. Like where the course listings say it's not going to match up to what you do. Uh, it is just to say that the focus on like what areas we look at or like how uh, thoroughly, you know, is, is going to be different. But also, you know, because there there are there are plenty of uh, philosophers and, and, you know, corners of philosophy that are relevant to people who are not interested in uh, doing philosophy as a career, you know, things oriented towards how do we... Uh, how do we live well, right? Mm -hmm. How do we treat each other well? Um, th those aren't like, those are not, uh, at least in, in my opinion, those are not easy questions to answer. Um, and so philosophy can be really helpful there. Uh, and that's helpful to people who aren't even necessarily gonna be academics. Um, at least that's the hope. That was beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. So now we know why philosophy club is important on this wonderful campus. What does the club mean to both of y'all? Because it seems like you you could talk about it for hours, and I mean we have hour. <laughs> so y'all want to go on about like what what is what is philosophy club helped you with, and what what is it personally? Uh, like what role does it play in your life? I mean, it's keeping me busy now, which is cool. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like budget proposals. I didn't know about that. Mm. I mean, learning. But... That but... is something, yeah, you probably won't learn like in a class how to like do some of that yeah. stuff for sure. And they ask you questions not to cry. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, professors, this is the first time in the classes where I felt like I, I needed to like grow th thick skin, you know? No one ever told me I'm wrong in other classes. Mm. That was kind of interesting. Except math, I guess. But, but I guess the club means to me... Um, I don't know. I guess now it's friends. Like beforehand, it was hard to make friends. Like commuter campus is hard, you know. But then, it, like I think the higher you get in classes, the more people you see more often. Now those people are all the ones that are in the club, and that's kind of dope. Like I don't think in other majors. It's, I mean, typically the discipline. This is like a small sixty majors and minors across like the entire school. Yeah. So like it's tiny. Yeah, and then like half of them are more than half people are like on the mailing list for the club. Only about 15 go. But I mean, that's like, what is that? One quarter of the entire population of the major goes. That's pretty cool. So like technically it looks good on yeah. paper. But at the same time, like it is all those people that you like to talk to anyways. And then you, at least what I'm trying to do with it now is like just build a community out of it. Like it doesn't have to just be friends. You're pretty much friends for a purpose. Like you don't have to be, it's not only a social, it can be like utility, you know, like tutoring, mm. reading groups. Um, because we kind of all are on the same things together, like Danny. Like, so sorry, can I mention Danny? If you yes, in you the can. room, okay. So, Danielle is also like a philosophy major and math minor, 
math minor? I think so. Yeah. So, like, she's applying to Pixie, and she finished her application to, like, a philosophy program in the summer. And, like, those are things I've done, and, like, another student in philosophy club has done. So, like, this is professional development, but also we're friends. And, like, the fact that we don't have to stop seeing each other after we leave school and that we kind of have, like, a purpose to talk to each other, you know? Like, we're building community to be useful while also be nice and great to each other. Like, that's dope. Yeah. So, it just gives us more of a reason to actually hang out rather than just that we're bullshitting and, like, not doing homework. You know, we're doing both. Sure. And, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was – it made me feel a lot better knowing I'm going to school and not feeling, like, alone. So, pretty much it. Yeah. So I I I I have a very similar uh, standpoint to a lot of that. I when I first joined the club, I remember uh, I think at the end of the year, I uh, I I personally thanked Nick for having started and run it because at the time I I felt and I I still do feel this way that I don't know if I would have made it to the end of that school year just like emotionally psychologically I've struggled a lot uh, in those regards and part of that is to do with um, having hopefully this just doesn't turn into a huge bummer uh or, or rather i don't want it to be a huge bummer so um I'll, you know I'll, I'll say silly things uh along the way but got you got you uh uh vibe check i i think a f- <laughs> so my experience uh with you know being a college student was having a lot of the values that i thought were central to who I am be held up like to held up to scrutiny and like realizing oh like these do not uh stand up to scrutiny at all <laughs> uh and that's like but you know like you need something um uh so just anyway ha- having having that grounding of just like a group of people who are also like you know, outcasts to some degree, but also were uh, like disoriented together, disoriented and like just like, you know, honest about like on the one hand, you know, we have like we have these needs that like certain like traditional uh, values were uh, made to serve, but like mm-hmm. they don't work for those anymore. And like we don't necessarily have a replacement. Um so like, you know, having like having people who are on like, I guess that page, like in my life, that same page uh, with me, was really super helpful. Um, but for a variety of reasons, you know, being a student here can be uh, can feel isolating or alienating. I think like as a humanities student, a lot of uh, a lot of the f- funding and and uh whatnot in general in the world of higher education is more oriented towards stem we're a commune uh, a commuter school so like a lot of people um are not sharing the same like geographical uh uh community so they you know there's a little bit of a disconnect there 
Um, so, you know, <laughs> so, the, so the club's helpful to those things. I could have sworn I had a third thing, but it's just <laughs> gone now. Um, the answer so well, though. Uh, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess the third thing is that, you know, within the humanities, there are, um, or like, so within philosophy, right? Like we have an amazing program here. Um, it's like surprisingly too. Yeah. We have like really incredible uh, uh, faculty. Um but philosophy is such a uh, big uh, world. There are a lot of different kinds of philosophy. Um, and for, you know, for I would say largely circumstantial reasons, there are areas of philosophy that are not as, uh, what's the word, as uh, frequently Supported. encountered in the curriculum that, you know, so for example, like um, uh, African American or, uh, mm. or not African, just African uh, philosophy or uh, 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 like Latin American philosophy. Um, yeah, like non-European, non-American, basically uh, philosophy. There's, you know, there there is like a. a it does come up in some, you know, in in a Dr. Heiner's existentialism class. You know, they they read a lot of non-European yeah. stuff, but. Um, uh, this is all just to say that, you know, there are, uh, uh, people for whom, you know, maybe certain kinds of philosophy that are not as well represented in the curriculum are important to them because of their identities. Um, and so the club is also an opportunity to spend a little more time, uh, uh, with that, you know, with, with uh, uh, stuff that might be important to them um yeah no i mean like but even then like there's still so much that we don't even do in classes yeah but, i mean there's like there's uh, uh you like you definitely can't do, do it everything. all um but yeah like it's it's an opportunity to even just from like a i guess like an academic perspective mm -hmm. to just like fill in like gaps but then also there's i think for for uh you know in some cases students who feel like they're, you know, like students who have some connection um, uh, to a culture that is like not necessarily present very much or present at all in the curriculum, that can be a really like meaningful thing for them to be able to engage with that stuff in uh, through the club in, mm -hmm. in lieu of that. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah, know if that makes any sense. No, that makes total sense. I feel... That uh, one of the coolest things about doing these and like um, having a bunch of clubs on campus come in is we we do get uh, that story of like, it's a commuter campus, and a lot of the times that sense of community that uh, you I feel like a lot of people need it's it's absent just from here in general because most people I feel I don't want to say most but um, a lot of the students on campus come to school uh, go to their jobs go home right and mm -hmm. live their lives like that and it's a very um isolating experience and i think that the beauty of having campus organizations is that it, it gives another reason to be here it gives a connection and it, it doesn't make being just a student feel so taxing and i think to add to your point too about um being able to supplement and fill in the gaps of uh academically or like our education uh the perspectives that we get to experience because i do feel that um, my time here 
as much as I've enjoyed and as much as I feel it's important. There are definitely parts of me culturally and, uh, that I would have liked to have explored more that I wish would be more involved in the regular everyday curriculum sure. that I never really got got the opportunity to explore. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel that that's amazing that uh, you've kind of given an outlet or a resource at least or even just like something to kind of get those thoughts flowing um, to where someone who may want to look into uh, African philosophy or or certain um, other perspectives that aren't European or mm-hmm. right. I guess Western. Stumble. Western. I was going to say that's Western because Western is the safer one. <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to get back in it. All right, yeah, okay. sorry. <laughs> so now that we've gone over your love for Philosophy Club and what it means to you. Yes. How do you get involved? How do you get to the place where you're just in love with the people and the sense of, well, I guess, belonging that it provides? Mm-hmm. With like philosophy or overall? Philosophy Club. Philosophy I mean, Club. The or, second one, I think, is not going to be instant. If it is, then like, you know, it's right for you. Yeah. But like, like that you're in love with it. But I, uh, as far as the first one, I did, sorry. I, know, I mean, I, I don't know, know if I'm involved and I'm president of it. Like, <laughs> I feel uh, like I should be doing way more all the time. Oh. Like, the fact that I don't see everybody every week is kind of, like, upsetting me. Really? Yeah. I'd love to see everybody every week. Or, like, eat out every week or get drinks every oh, week. Oh, like, I, I don't but, know. But don't, I mean, don't be too hard on you. Like, we, when I was, mm-hmm. when, I, when I was the head honcho, we were meeting on, like, a bi-weekly basis. Ooh. Is it bi-weekly? Or twice a month? Yes. Yeah. I think it okay. works in both ways, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Bi-weekly, like twice a week but also bi-weekly every two weeks i guess mm. i just the, the one that i meant is the one where it's every other week, every other week. okay <laughs> could have just said that i guess uh so we would do that and like that's all we could do because like we had lives that you know because we're we're complex organisms <laughs> um but yeah i mean as far as getting involved you know there's uh i mean just show up and yeah. and people will be nice to you um, uh, they wouldn't be in if they wouldn't be nice too, which is like a thing to remember. Like, yes. no one's trying to not be cool with you when you go. Like, yes. And if somebody, if right, uh, uh, heaven forbid, somebody <laughs> is not nice to you, other people will step in and mm-hmm. and sort of uh, get things on track. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I feel like I'm into it, and I feel a part of it when I'm there. Like, I didn't have a period of discomfort like you know that's kind of nice yeah i mean it was nice i mean the first time because there's too many people in the room but after that it's been pretty positive i think because it's i don't know yeah i never felt uncomfortable going and doing things being involved with them people which is good because then i'm like i'm bringing the people to me so that kind of reflect on me badly (laughs) sure but (laughs) no but um, it's generally a welcoming atmosphere yeah there's yeah. uh there's there are various social media accounts where you can uh learn more about the philosophy club. There's a email address that I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> so the email, if I can find it, it is gonna be okay. I'll just say the Instagram first because I have that. It's csuf underscore phil. So csuf underscore p h i l. And there's a picture of Foucault with his cat. And that's great. And then it's ran by Danielle Batala. Um, Love me some Daniel Batala. Shout yeah. out, shout out, Daniel. I thought it, uh, she does great Instagram uh, stuff. Our wonderful uh, tech director um, and good friend who is literally uh, peering from outside the window right now. Uh, I think doing some work, but yeah, shout out Daniel. 
which is great. <laughs> Super post smart. Relevant yeah. memes too. Relevant like, memes. Yeah, like there's some there's some Marxist memes that come coming up, and they're great. Like I, I love them. She has some great taste in memes. <laughs> Definitely. And then I guess the information that's on the website is my information. So I, I should I just say that? Yes. Yeah. So my email. It's so long. The Fullerton ones. It's like well, I right. you know just uh, people people know the the you know the at csu dot whatever part. Okay. Just give them the, yeah. Just give them the front. So it's this R R E N E, which is this Renee with an extra R in front of it, and then at csu.fullerton.edu. If you want information, if not, I really to be honest, I spend more time emailing now, so like I will respond it like within a day, and it'll be oh, way wow. too long to read. Timely. Yeah, I'm really good. It. Wow, I'm good like, at it. That's honestly like I I was so bad. I think I would. The average time for me to get back to people emailing about the club when I was the president, like, I mean, it could be anywhere from like a week or two to like a month oh. and a half. It was really bad. So good job, Renee. No, it's okay. <laughs> I just, I, I add them to the list and I ignore them. So I'm just joking. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I just add them to the mailing list and then I immediately start spamming them with reading groups. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. If anybody wants to read Deleuze, we're doing that still. We've missed the past two weeks, but oh, we've, yeah. we've been reading a really thick book. If anyone yeah. wants to read Deleuze and then teach it to us, then it would make the reading group easier. So yeah. get in touch if you want to do that. Yeah. Okay. Now, now we're done with we're, we're done with all the formal. Okay. Formal fun stuff. Okay. Now we can like people like people stopped listening right before like the the social media stuff. So like now we can get away with saying whatever we want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all the things you know. We the stuff we're all thinking, but you know. That people don't usually say um, is like, butt legs. That's 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 a <laughs> topic question I've heard. <laughs> is, excuse me. Someone, oh, is butt legs? Is so, it, someone uh, asked if, like <laughs> your butt is part of your legs. Okay, I see. And see, this is this is a very um, actually like philosophical ancient question. philosophical yeah. question. Is of you know Heraclitus has a fragment object real like identity realism. Yeah. Like where does the boundary between the butt and the leg begin and end? Is there such a boundary. There is a fragment on your lap. Do you remember that one? I think I, I, I feel like this is made up, but I think Wait. Heraclitus has it. Like it's a is an old ancient philosopher, but pre-Socratic, who had like all of everything that we have is just like fortune cookie sayings of him. Yes, but he has one I think pieces. is like about the lap. I, feel, I don't remember. No? And it's like you, once you stand up, I feel like this is either I'm getting a riddle confused. Like oh, I read like in second once grade. you stand up, it's not a lap. Yeah, is okay. that is that a Heraclitian fragment or is that just like it That's, sounds like him and I believe it. I mean. It's it's consistent with like other stuff that we're like for something to be what it is. It's yeah. like it's a process. Yeah. Uh, or like a state. So anyway, is butt legs. I would say that um, I'm going to have to think about it for just a second. <laughs> it, quali it qualifies as leg day. Leg if you're day. working it out. Okay, you know what? So you oh, squat for okay. your legs and I think it's butt, butts are legs because of that. Because it's the same workouts, right? I don't do yes. workout, obviously. But like... Uh, yeah, I don't usually move my body, so uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I would say that my 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 hypothesis would be that, uh, in fact, like, see, this is this is where we could come in with some uh, what it, uh, the the hermeneutics of suspicion and say, well, you know, this question itself has been arranged in a in a <laughs> way from the start that makes a lot of assumptions. Mm. Why aren't we asking? Is but leg, 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Put that out. Put that out. <laughs> that is exactly what we've been asking. It's one blank. <laughs> Let's, all right. Take, but it's single Take blank. two. We're keeping this one in for sure. Take two. <laughs> Why aren't we asking, is leg butt? Okay. <laughs> Right? What do you mean, are legs butt? I, why, why, I, why are the legs giving being given centrality here? <laughs> is what I want to know, right? Because it, it's asking, right? Is is the uh, let, let's flip this over, right? Mm -hmm. I would say maybe the legs are just also part of the butt. <laughs> so your legs are really just like longer butt. Yeah, I can see that. But I, your butt doesn't have bones. I, I mean, it has two bones. Toxics? I don't know, no? man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I've not studied anatomy. I don't know how many bones are in the butt. Probably more than you would think is, <laughs> I guess. It's like, oh, you know, it turns out there's 15 bones in the butt. Like if someone told that to me, I would believe them. Mm. Uh, where, how did we get to the the butt legs? It's like the philosophical question, right? I, I saw it on know. Twitter earlier today. I mean, where I was... did that come from? Would that, was that, that was just you like giving us an option for what we could talk about. Is that what it was? Basically, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, the, the like the 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 major questions of the twenty first century and of you know, of Western thought mm. is is the butt leg. Um, <laughs> you're saying it in the singular. Usually it's like <laughs> right. I mean, like we like we have we have so much technology that we didn't previously that can help us address this question. Um I mean, if AI can identify butt separate from legs, separate from legs, then I think is that what the technology you're saying? Right, like like you know, having a microscope that can zoom in far enough to see where the butt ends. <laughs> right? um, is, is it where like the the? I mean, this is also assuming like smaller butts don't fold over your legs, but bigger butts do. Mm. So like, you can't really separate them all the time. You know, like some people have back that goes straight to leg. There's no butt. So it's not a demand that you have butt and legs. You like it's a, it's kind of an area we say like that's your butt, okay. but some people don't have a butt. So the real so an important factor is whose butt. Yeah, whose leg. <laughs> yeah, it would depend, because then there's also like. Yeah, because some people don't. I, I'm just thinking like some people that have like jeans that like whoosh, they go straight down. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then you would say that they're all legs. There's no butt. Hmm. But you would say that they have an area that's their butt. I think it's not so much a physical it's a it's a it's a form of a butt you know like you know where, you know what it's at and like it's a concept like we're constructing and reading it onto the being you know and I think the butt's something that's made up at this point it's all leg just misshapen it's like what's the what is it what is the in American psycho what does he say about like you know like there never was a what what's the guy's name it's like a, a bill what's his name bait something Bates or Bates. Yeah. I always confuse him with the guy from psycho but yeah you know let's say his name is is Tim Timmy Psycho. It might be Norman <laughs> Norman Bates. Is it not Norman? Norman Bates is Psycho. Is I it think that's same? Psycho. Michael right. Bates. Michael Bateman. Let's say it's Michael. Jason Bateman. Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. That, that's that's I think, back. <laughs> oh, I was already on board with it. It's Jason Statham. I mean, he's and, probably a silicon. Here we go. Let's, let's Google this. But, but you know, he says something like, you know, there never really was, like, there never really was a Jason Statham. It was just <laughs> the idea of him, mm -hmm. right? So I guess anyway, that's what I thought of when you're talking about flat butts it's patrick bateman patrick bateman that's close by that's, that's basically jason statham that's basically my name <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what like what is what do people think is like like cool or interesting to talk about because like i have no idea (laughs) honestly i have no idea either i've been doing radio Uh, for like three years i've still have not stumbled on anything a lot of people listen to joe rogan's podcast and i think he just talks about like MDMA, right? Mm. So I, th- like, I think it's DMT. DMT? Okay. MDMA, I don't know the chemical difference between the two of them. Isn't that what Molly... Uh, right? I, I thought, I've, I've been told, right, MDMA and Molly are the same thing, right? I don't know. I'm old. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so it's... But when I do know when you take it, you're rolling, I think. <laughs> In what, like um, a metaphorical sense? Or like no. Rolling? Like you're I, like, like spiritually. Rolling? You're rolling. Um, I mean, a lot of things nice, do that sometimes. Like Green Hill. Mm. Yes, you're like Sonic. Yeah, rolling in the green hair. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, is this good? Like, do people want to hear us talk about DMT? rolling? Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, is DMT? You know, know DMT, the the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Like, when when you take DMT, are you actually leaving your body? Go. So- I, I heard this one. I was in art class in high school, and this one guy was really it's, into DMT. Renee, it's, simple, it's a yes or no question. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Okay. I mean, is it? Probably. No, but, I mean, go ahead. No. The, the one, this is the only conversation I ever had about DMT. He was telling me that before you die, your body releases a bunch of DMT. Uh-huh. And that's... And then a bunch of uh, uh, hippies come and uh, yeah. collect it. Uh-huh. And yeah. that's how it's born. Yeah. Um, but no, he said like it was something like, <laughs> <laughs> that's when the afterlife starts. And I was like, interesting. So like you actually don't the the visions of people like death. Mm-hmm. This is also a high school kid. I don't know if I trust him. This is like years ago when I was problematic too. No, but I no, yeah. but I mean I think that's yeah. like or like we know that there's some correlation between, between DMT being up in your brain yeah, and, and like and like, near death and like experiencing like some kind of like afterlife yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a kid who like thought that he went to heaven and there was like race car beds there? I think like DMT <laughs> was probably involved in that. That's objectively heaven, though. I think, like, that's inarguably if, uh, everybody's if, heaven. If there is a heaven, yeah. and um, for for some amazing, mm-hmm. by some miraculous reason, I make it there. If there's not a race car bed, I want to I want to be sent back. Yeah. That's how you know. Shit. That's how you know that you're in fake heaven. Mm, that like the DMT is the one that's constructing heaven or, at that point. Yeah, or something, or that you like. Somebody's trying to pull something, pull a fast one on you. Basically, it's mm. like there's no race car bed. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I I slept in one not too long ago. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed How it. How was that? It was good. It was just my legs were like up on it, uh-huh. like, a little, <laughs> and it was it was fine though because I had like the I never had this problem like rolling off of beds, but I like that I can hit. I have like a wall on both sides. It's like basically a big crib. Oh yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of cozy. It's good. Yeah, if like they had it longer. I would have been like feeling 100%. Just, just like a king size mm. race car bed. Yeah. I, th- I think that's an adjustment I'm, I'm down to make. When, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've finally entered the workforce and succumbed <laughs> to. Uh, I'm going I'm, to. I, I need to backtrack because there's only so mm. much I'm allowed to say on here. Okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> succumbed, succumbed to. Uh, you know, to being cool and buying things. Buying a race mm-hmm. car bed. Right? Yeah. Y'all ever play Fortnite? I get you. But no, I mean, have you played it? Oh, I played it once. Uh, no, so <laughs> I have this thing with Fortnite. online gaming. Like, I can't play it. As soon as I get yelled at, I, I get, like, anxiety and have oh, to turn it off. Like, okay. Apex, oh. I let someone down and they yelled at me. I'm like, I'm done for, like, a week. Okay. Did, did you play back in, like, the, the, the early 2010s, late 2000s, like, or even just, like, the... The COD era, that, that PS3, Xbox 360 era, COD for sure. Yeah. Like, 
were you were you around playing with playing at that point? Because no, that was I didn't have internet until I was like I think twenty sixteen, like so. Not like not lying, like legit didn't have internet. I was I had to go to the library for it. But, oh, um, but yeah, I think I would have, and I'm, that's probably why I'm so sensitive to it now. It's like I wasn't mm, callous as a child of being yelled at by like, other ten year olds. Huh. Yeah, I almost wish I was because then I can like play better. Like maybe it's constructive to some kids. I don't know. It terrifies me though, to know. think that a lot of those people right now are in the, the same position I am and are like, I really hope that they grew. I hope that they grew as people. Because mm. I got called some detestable things in those lobbies. Oh, and, yeah. And I know I've grown as a person, so I'm going to extend the benefit of the doubt to everyone who is sure saying the most uh, detestable of those things in those lobbies. And they probably have kids now, you think about it. Yeah. That's the terrifying part, too. I hope their kids aren't like that. We have a very mm. special guest joining us in the booth now. Uh, Titan Radio God and uh, just all around uh, literal, literal human um, being. Literal, literal human, <laughs> actual human being. Daniel Batala. Hi, hi, Daniel. Hey, how's it going? Well, the real story was that I was working and then next turned around and waved at me to come in. So that's how I came here. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about some other stuff, but... Um, we're going to talk about some some other some other other stuff, but also Danielle, what does philosophy club mean to you? Because you, you're <laughs> a part of philosophy club, and you're one of the reasons this is happening. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I'm the secretary of philosophy club. I just run the social medias, basically. That's all I do. Um, so it's a lot of work. But you have the cloud. It's not yeah. all you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so just another way I just distract myself by going on social media and posting about the club. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Um, so I just try to promote um, a lot of the events as much as I can, um, you know, promote other stuff that's going on within the philosophy department and from like um, other departments too. So I've been trying to do more of that. Uh, what philosophy club means to me is, I guess it's a way of just finding more friends in the philosophy department. Cause I think, okay, so I think of the philosophy department like Pokemon Go. So it's like when you go to like a point in Pokemon Go, it's like that thing where you can like spin the, circle to get points or something it's oh. so, like you see a group yeah, of people like, there bubbles come out of it yeah. yeah so like you see a group of people there and they're playing pokemon go and you know that they're playing pokemon go and they know that you're playing but you don't talk to each other mm-hmm. that's why i think the philosophy department <laughs> pretty much like we would see people in our classes and you know we know we're philosophy majors or but like we never talk outside of that um so yeah i don't know yeah that's kind of the kind of the analogy i make I love that. What's what's your favorite Pokemon, by the way? My favorite way? Pokemon, I think Flygon. Mm. Yeah. What did what is that one? Uh, so it's the green about? dragonfly with like red. It's not glasses, but he has like red, you know, protectors or something for his oh. eyes. Okay. Mm. Goggles. Yeah, like, I guess goggles is the best way to, to describe it. Mm. Okay. I think I like the one that's like trying to swallow Pikachu. You ever see that? Oh, one? The, the, the trap one, basically, right? Like a Venus fly trap one? No, no, no. What? It's it's like a pelican or something. Oh. I've just seen screenshots of it, like, trying to swallow Pikachu head first. I think it's called this Pelicate is what, or this something. This is what children are being yeah. are being exposed That's to. It's violent. Uh, yeah, it's something. Okay, hold on. We're Googling this. It's perverse. Let's see. Uh... Cramorant? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I was totally wrong. I was thinking with someone else. I just got really close to the mic. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're good. <laughs> I told you how, like, how, how bad I think this is, and then, like, 
getting really excited about. <laughs> 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 he is gulping that Pikachu down. Oh my! Wow. I don't think it's a good. Dude, are Pokemon? I don't think Pokemon are gendered, right? Are Are they gendered? Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they are gendered. They, right? they are. Yeah, they are. My sexed. Best. They're like yeah, they're, they're sexed. Yeah. Not gendered. You know what? Yes, I thought, but but I mean, some of them are more like more. Like some of them are like super feminine, like Jigglypuff looking. Mm. I mean, that's what as I'm a kid, into it now. That's like Rosalia or something. Yeah, as a kid, that was always confusing to me because it's like, like when you're a kid, you think the like, like dog. You're like dogs are guys and cats are girls. <laughs> I'm like you know, this Pokemon is always a girl because mm. it's pink. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what's your favorite? Though? I want. I want. Oh, my favorite Pokemon. I, I really I really like Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur, mm. okay. It's a very boring starter Pokemon, yeah. but I, I I I like Bulbasaur. We're keeping it PG for y'all today. <laughs> What's the one that kidnaps children? <laughs> um, oh, I know <laughs> what you're really talking hate. about. It like lures them. I so. don't remember Pokemon like this. Oh, I remember I used to watch the anime, and there was a. a I know there was one episode where it was like an epilepsy problem. I think oh. it was the one with Flygon, mm. and then there was flashing red lights. Oh, so then... that's your favorite? No, that's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and I just know that kid. I just love to like creepily gaze at the like flashing red. I just know that kids in Japan were like hospitalized because mm. they had seizures. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. I heard about that. The 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 kidnapper, by the way, is Drifloon. Okay. Uh, it is a balloon-looking Pokemon. Um, it's got a nice little quaffed of, like, it's, cloud. Like, it looks cute, and that's part of its strategy, I think, right? That's that, how they, that, that's how they is, get This you. is disturbing, actually, now the more I'm thinking about <laughs> this, like... You're supposed to hold... Does it pick you up, like, when you hold on to it, tears you away? Like, how does it work? I don't know. No? Let's see. We're going to... It's a balloon. It makes sense. We're gonna, Pokemon's 10 most disturbing... Intro, or the like, you don't know, Renee. I've never watched Pokemon. Like I never a... played it until, like, a couple years ago. Red. This is the first time I played Pokemon. Isn't there like a racially oh. problematic Pokemon? Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, Jinx, right? Jinx, yeah. Jinx just lo- like <laughs> it looks like blackface. Is that what you're gonna say? Kinda, yeah. yeah. Especially the original. Like they changed it to be purple, right? From yeah, like, yeah. But it did originally look like uh, like kind of like certain like uh, previous yeah. like caricatures of of black people. Do you remember yeah. so Mr. Popo great. from Dragon Ball Z? Mr. Oh, po- I, I was do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought that was another. Po- I was like, Mr. Popo, like. Like how, yeah. man, they're just like really at the bottom of the barrel with Pokemon names. Yeah. They're just calling him Mr. Popo. Yeah, and that's <laughs> not Wait, Mr. Popo is a Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you remember him though? I, I never watched Dragon Ball Z. I never watched it either, but I remember him. I watched good things for good little girls. <laughs> like uh, Arthur. Oh, I loved Arthur. That was uh, my favorite. Uh, my my dad did not like anything that was not and like any of the Saturday morning stuff. Mm. I was like, "It's garbage. It's going to ruin your brain." And you know what? I think he was right. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are because y'all are just you know are just have have uh, just soup in there, and I'm <laughs> and I'm smart. <laughs> so you know, isn't Arthur the, Arthur the one where the main character puts on headphones but signing yeah. over his ears? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> okay, you know, so that is a good point. Like, how smart is that really? When yeah. You that? <laughs> yeah, that's me when yeah. someone's telling me to like bump some logic or something. Mm. I'm just like, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> but <laughs> oh no, that made me think of another character. I think it's an in a Nickelodeon show where his oh. ear is on his neck. 
I forgot. Oh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. No, 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 no. That no. one um, oh, was Cartoon Network. Was that Ah, Real Monsters? No, I think it was, oh, Fairly God Parents. I think it was uh, Ear Neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the teacher. Yeah, the teacher who's always trying to capture the fairies. Oh. Mr. <clears throat> Wow, that's, that memory is gone. Fairy catcher or something. Oh, Mr. Low Ears. I think it starts with a C. Mr. Crocker. Oh, Mr. Crocker. Mr. Crocker. Yeah. His Mr. ear is Lolo. on his neck, which is which always bothered me. <laughs> huh. I had never noticed that. It's his efficiency though, because he's so tall. Yeah. It's adaptation. Maybe it's wrong for me to say that. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think we're, I think out of all the things that <laughs> we've recorded to today, this is probably <laughs> one of the this is one of the few things that's gonna make the cut. So. I don't. It's. Well, is that is that ableist of me to say? I don't. No, I don't no, I don't, I don't. I don't. I think. I think one. It's an You're animated just being character. Honest. And yeah. <laughs> it's not you saying that you think it's bad for that for someone to be like that. Yeah. I think it's you were just saying to have an ear on, uh, where their neck would normally supposed to be, and it's an animated character, so that's an interesting artistic choice. I think that that would probably like have some significant impact on the way your own voice sounds to you when you're talking right because like the acoustics of like your ears being on your head and like being adjacent to your skull in that way like yeah it'd probably sound different you'd probably be a good singer like it's the acoustics (laughs) like you know it just comes back lower and like at a different pitch the better sense of pitch, you don't hear your voice with your ears you know what I'm saying at the same time you're talking that would would be a really unique that would be really cool like the new Adele Maybe you'll be like a parrot, so like whoever's voice you hear like ends mm. up being the voice that you copy, ah. like through your neck or something. Yeah. Huh. You've seen people that plug their ears and sing, right? Like, don't people usually like hold one ear as a thing? Oh, like they Wait. do this in the recording yeah. studio or something? Oh, what does that do? Oh, I, I think. Know. Oh, that's usually, uh, it's usually a monitor in their ear. They're, they're, they're pulling themselves. their ear oh. hole. <laughs> they're like stretching it open so they can like, so there's more there's sound, more sound waves getting like collected into their, I was going to say urethra. What is, <laughs> what is, what is the scientific name for the ear hole? The ear, ear canal? canal? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's, it's, they're opening up their third eye so they can improve their voice. So like the. Just third eye open because everyone knows your third eye is in your ear. Yeah. You know the 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 ear is the third eye when you think about it. It's like that's no, deep. that's not a thing. no. That was that deep for a second. No, no, no. 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 no keep going, keep going. Uh, I want to hear this. I'm, no, I'm, There's I'm like gonna... the the cochlea. Do you remember that? Uh, is that ear. the thing that chickens have? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's a cloica, I think. Right? Is that the eardrum? No, the, isn't yeah. isn't that that weird little like flappy part? Or what is that? No. So that's something. That's I think the, it's something different. That's yeah, the chickens have, chickens have one hole. It's like a multi-purpose yes. room. You know, like, my, <laughs> that's my favorite Bob Marley song, probably. One <laughs> I do have to say, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's like a multi, it like it does all all of the input and output. Well, not like I guess making sounds, but all of the like reproductive and like uh, waste related things mm. handled by just one hole. Yeah. It's very Apple. That's efficient. It. That's yeah. pretty efficient. We think yeah. it's like if Steve Jobs. Right, made a made an animal. <laughs> it'd be the chicken. It'd be something with a cloaca. Yeah. Is that how you say it? It's cloaca. No, just cloaca. kidding. He would make the eye dog, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you not know what an eye dog is? Is it, is it that, um, that uh, whole thing that plays music or something? Am I too old? No, it's like a, no. It's like a, it's a white glossy dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. yeah ears, I know that one. And you plug your iPod into it, and it's called and it. Is spelled lowercase i capital D dog because it's As for your iPods. Yeah. Mm. So 
I forgot about that. This I, is this is the caliber of like conversation you can expect from, from uh, yeah from the philosophy club. I would say uh, we talked about Tokyo Drift earlier. So this oh, is doing nice. it for you. <laughs> yeah, like this this has been wonderful and thank you. This has been probably one of the most enjoyable conversations I've ever had. The way you said that, it, like I like almost was able to believe you that you thought it was wonderful. <laughs> like you did a very good job. Oh right? yeah, I, I feel like I do a really good job of just faking it and you know. I'm just um, kidding. I, I'm just putting you on blast. I, <laughs> I do believe you. <laughs> Thank you. No, had a great time. And yeah, this is the caliber of conversation you can expect if you join the philosophy club. So make sure to go check them out. Is it CSUF underscore Phil? Yeah, yeah, on Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, I don't know. It just serves up. Just yeah, just We're look look them up. Uh, just look for a picture of Bell Hooks teaching. <laughs> That's our page. Mm-hmm. Yep. And shout out to Danielle for making that page so wonderful. Uh, some. Da- I mean, I just changed yeah, the profile really. picture, but. <laughs> hey, it That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it changed the vibes, you know. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for coming in. Um. Before we go, do y'all have anything else that you want to say? I think that Chia Pets are inherently, <laughs> <laughs> are inherently Spinozian. Oh. Just putting it out there. Okay. Wait, why? Because they all grow from one thing. Oh, you know what? Oh, desire okay. being like the main thing in Spinoza, right? Maybe, yeah. Just, uh, you know what? It's been too long. I don't remember anything about Spinoza, but I felt like I knew what you meant by that. Yeah, but I can't explain Coninus. it. That was one. <laughs> I'm a business uh, major. <laughs> mm. Do you want to plug something? Um, yeah, make sure to keep listening to Titan Radio uh, for more amazing content like this and follow us on our socials at titanradio.org. If your club is interested in being on TR Clubhouse, then make sure to email titanradio.techintern at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, shout out to Monica who puts all these together and books all these and uh yeah if you're interested in being on this wonderful podcast uh hit us up i th- i think that's all i have D- do you have anything you want to say for either of us um yeah shout out to monica uh monica is actually my intern and she's been doing a lot this semester so good job to her I'd like to give her a personal shout out on this episode Nope. I want to say I want to give a shout out to me. Uh, <laughs> <say> <laughs> I've been really like killing it out there, and just good job to me. Got me so much. I also like to give a shout out to Patrick. That's probably why you right. shouted out yourself because, like, oh man, Danielle's so what? like lame. Like she didn't acknowledge uh, me. God, acknowledge myself. This is. This is like like I've been really sarcastic a lot. Like this is actually like that is not why (laughs) I'm I'm not fishing for for people to do that. But thanks. (laughs) Can I shout out to your shoes, the Pro Spirits? Oh, those Those are beauties. Thank you. They've uh, no, they've been through a lot. (laughs) You ever hear that song by Daniel Johnston, Worried Shoes? Mm. Yeah, yeah. These are my worried shoes. They've they've got me through a lot of rough times, and you know what? They're probably going to get me through a lot more. <laughs> I'm sorry to anyone still listening. <laughs> Maybe just you know what? You you could like easily like it will not be awkward if you the, just end it before the any of these things that I said. Or just close the window when the episode starts. Anyway, How about we just but end anyway, it? You know, let's I just end it right here. Thanks for thank no. you. <laughs> no, I'll leave a pause so you can have an. Thank you. For having me on, I I, I genuinely <laughs> appreciate it. This was it. made for you, actually. Yeah, yeah.
It's funny that you were like not an accident, but like <laughs> it's gonna come out weird. But this happened oh. today, and like you were oh. so down for it. I'm glad. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you were like just walking around. We saw you. I mean, y'all like y'all are great. Y'all are yeah. really awesome people. So like to be able to talk to you, whether it's being recorded or not, is is like, <laughs> really nice. <laughs> that made it. That made it sound suspicious. Now. <laughs> oh no! As Wait, we're being else, recorded. Like as if a higher being is watching mm-hmm. over us. Or oh, okay. Well, uh, I mean. Matt's I don't know, watching I don't know what to say. <laughs> Other than uh, keep it real, everyone. Thank you for listening. Cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, bye. 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 Thanks for listening.